A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Hotbody Dawson, pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? Welcome along, it's the Loaded uh, History Box, uh, first issue of Loaded from uh, May 1994. We'll probably miss the last one, I think. If we yeah, no, it's not about Loaded anymore, we've said our piece about Loaded, it's just um, about the 90s. Little bit about classified ads. <laughs> well, you know, it's about classified. Well, we're not like going into okay. the whole. We've, we've said our piece about how seminal and influential Loaded was, and we've tried to, um, in earlier episodes of this, sort of do a reappraisal for anyone younger who thinks it was just about tits and ass. But since then, there's just been a lot of stuff about based on the classified ads, which are really yeah. fascinating. And I think if you want to really get a snapshot of a time and place, a period, an epoch, then just pick out a, some, a classified ads page from any popular periodical and you get well, like a yeah. lot of insights to what was going down. I mean, one of the things that enraged us most about the, the live shows we did over the last couple of weeks was the history, the, history box, the, um, the nature table thing. Mm. And it was the fella in London who brought us a, a dead rat. Yeah. And it wasn't the fact that he brought a dead rat, it's that he found the dead rat in an attic. Mm. And when he found it, it was uh, mummified within a copy of The Sun from 1971, yeah. which he fucking admitted to bring and along. And that, that's the thing we wanted. would have been much more interested than the rat. He, and the fucking box that he got some braces in. We didn't want either of those things. What we wanted was no. the fucking 1971 copy of The Sun. That said, mate, do you know what is wonderful? When I did... Um, couple of my books I, I sort of spent a lot of time in the British Library writing them there a couple right? of my many books uh, and so I the ones that required research I, I spent in the in the library and to get started I literally just mm. went through newspapers and it's fucking addictive that's why I was oh, late with the last yeah. book because it, well one of the many reasons I was late was because I had fucking um, I just got in the reading room and you just think, oh, I wonder what was being reported on the day of... Because it was about elections. You think, oh, right, OK, I'm going to look at the the day of the election result in the Times yeah. and the Sun and the Guardian, right? That's what I would do. But then, of course, you don't fucking... You, you glance at the story you, you've actually dug out and then you spend fucking hours just reading all of the rest of the paper. Because yeah, of papers from yesteryear are much more interested than papers from today. Yeah, totally. And oh, it's almost like, like a great that, yeah. deep dive idea is to pick a newspaper at random. How does one go about getting in the reading room and getting access to these papers? You, ha- you have to join, but it doesn't cost money if you, you need you need to be a student. I had a letter from my publisher 
So you need some sort... Anyone can go in to the British Library, you know, but to be in the reading room, I think you need some sort of legitimacy. So you either need to be a student or an academic or, like, some evidence from a publisher that you're working on a project. But I'm not certain about that. That's just for access to certain areas. With the newspapers, I'm not sure that I would imagine the newspapers should be available to everyone. The thing is, yeah. what you can't do is they they don't want people doing a bunk with stuff. It's not that sort of library where you can just do a right. bunk, right? Yeah, the best kind of library. Yeah, I mean, obviously, most of us are used to local libraries where you can occasionally, just, not all the time, you do a bunk. You could just take whatever you want because you're not going to get tackled by a librarian, are you? A provincial librarian. Nah, they're not going to. Mind you, some of them are formidable. I go around to my local library quite a lot. Do you know what the best thing about libraries nowadays is, though? The fact that there's still some of them left? Yeah, there's not many. Uh, A lot of them have been shut. I'm lucky in my areas. There's still... I'm sure I walked past one in Sunderland because I got lost once. There is one. There is one. um, But it's, it's, it's housed within the Winter Gardens now. In the city centre, when it I was is an yeah. absolute fraction of what it used to be. When I was when in I was Newcastle, right, the last week, fucking sensational library. I walked past. I wish I'd had time right. to go in. I mean, it looked like the fucking Museum of Modern Art in bloody New York. It was incredible. There was, mate, any library that's got escalators in it, you know, is a fucking serious oh, library. Yeah. It was a dead yeah. modern building with like glass runs any listeners in Newcastle will, will let me know more about it I, all I know is it was opposite the Unite the Union building and um, right. it had a wonderful coffee shop in there I was in a bit of a hurry to get to the hotel and have a rest <laughs> but I was like <laughs> that is yeah. a fucking I had to prioritise a nap over over like educating myself in the library but it was good but no the best thing about libraries and I think they all have this mine does and it's the main reason I visit is that they've got that fucking spooky machine where you just chuck the books in and it knows what they are. Yeah. I mean, what the yeah. fuck's going on there, right? I could use that all day. I sort of I mean, tried to test it. You just chuck a book. Sometimes I stand back a few yards, lob it in, and straight away it's like this. Ah, of mice and men. Obviously, I didn't do that. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, that's right, cunt. Now, what about oh, it? the magic <laughs> porridge pot. <laughs> and you're like but it's just in there the book's shut how does it know um, and I was in a, the clothes shop Uniqlo recently uh, and I bought some items a truck suit mm-hmm. to relax in right and mm-hmm. a couple of other items a relax suit a relax suit I needed a new, I really did you know my relaxing suits I relax so much that I've worn them out <laughs> imagine relax, that yeah. all I do yeah. is sit around in them by definition but I bought a couple of relax suits near the beginning of lockdown in 2020 and now they've just they're threadbare mate so I had to stock up on some yeah, more well, relax wear well, the thing is when you're relaxing you're always you're always emitting like low levels of vibrations yeah that's true but, uh, unnoticeable a to bit, yourself or yeah. anyone else but that's what gradually wears out your relax suits yeah so I um, I uh, I'm livid I'm oh, you, you said you were going to you're at Uniqlo I was at, I was at Uniqlo and, and they've introduced the library system there so oh, right. I had a few items I had socks pants um, a relaxed suit and a couple of t-shirts right mm. and you know like the work oh, fucking hell, I've got to check out now I've got to queue up what a load of bollocks no not at Uniqlo because they've introduced library technology 
I dumped the clothes one item at a time, but very quick. Dump, 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 dump in a pit, just like the one you get in the library. You know, the pit, right? And it just goes, pants, relax suit, T-shirt. And you're like, and then you just fucking pay with your card touch and you're out, mate. Fucking hell. It's a... You get a bug? um, No, I stuck it. I had my rucksack with me, so I stuck it in my rucksack for, for added sustainability. But that is, it's a wonderful world. And sometimes we can think technology's out of control or the world's gone to shit. But then you go to a library or Uniqlo and you just fucking dump an item in a pit and it and it just knows what it is within a split second. And you think, no, oh, maybe in some ways the world is going in the right direction. I don't know, because you know what? It really angers me that there's so few libraries around now. Mm. Oh, so yeah, many of closed or they been shot reduced. Loads in the but the first couple of years of austerity it was the first thing yeah. they came up with. The first they came Osborne, for the libraries. Osborne yeah. crunched the numbers. He went right. First stop, there is way too many fucking libraries. Why do you need it? I got all the reading I needed to do at my posh school and at my university. <laughs> I mean, what a library sort. They're for fucking like poor cunts who can't afford proper good schools. Fuck that. That we don't need them reading. If they read. Then they'll educate themselves, they'll organise and they'll try and fucking start demanding things like a exactly. living wage and rights. The yeah. last thing we want is the underclass getting books. If we give them books for free, well, we're like turkeys voting for fucking Christmas. Exactly. Shut them down and tell them, tell them the reason we are shot in the libraries. If they ask, say something like, oh, I don't know, like the last government spent too much money Make up some bullshit about, like, us maxing out our credit card and that we can't afford libraries anymore. They'll fucking buy it. And, they, you know, people bought it because they've re-elected the Tories um, at least twice since then. Yeah. And uh, and now you haven't got libraries. Well, it depends who you're talking to. If you're in Newcastle, you've got the fucking champion library of the country. Yeah. Uh, you've got... It's it's not that, though. It's kind of like local provincial libraries that fuck me off that aren't there. Mm. Because if you want to go to the library in Newcastle, chances are you've got to get the bus into town. Yeah, and yeah. That's not cheap. Well, yeah, I don't know if there's like ones. This was right in the centre. I tell you what I no, remember when many. I was a kid, though. Like, I went to stay with my aunt in the Cotswolds in a tiny fucking village that she lived in, right? Like, mm. proper, like, back-in-time sort of spot. My cousin still lives in it. And, uh, but back then, there was, like, very little stuff. And, but once a week, the fucking library truck came round. Mm. mobile library the mobile library the mobile library and it was a tiny little path right that she lived on like tiny little street like like a street almost like basically like the sort of street in last the summer wine I mean I know that was Yorkshire but same sort of vibe it was on a hill right countryside isn't it proper proper countryside and this truck would suddenly rumble you'd hear it and you'd go and I was sat there you know I've told you about this before you know I got snowed in at this fucking place and I totally had a I totally had a meltdown about getting snowed in when I yeah. was like eight in this little. I mean, that's village. understandable when you said that. You know, that's kind of like it, it's it's. It was fear scary. of being trapped in it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was with my aunts and they were nice, but yeah. I wasn't with my mum. And all the others yeah. were like with their all my other cousins. They weren't so bad because they were like with their mums, and I wasn't with mm. my mum. And I was like, yeah. Ha, ha, ha. This is kind of all right, Batch. I was like, I am having a... It was traumatising. Anyway, yeah. I was there, holed up in the fucking countryside for a week or whatever it was, every day. Like, apart from being traumatised, also bored shitless because we couldn't even get out in the garden. And then one day, 
there's a noise and I'm gone. What the fuck's that then? And they go, it's the mobile library. I've gone, the mobile what? Fucking got out in the street, just got in the back of this truck. It was fucking amazing. Do you know like in prison films where they like are so excited to get a book because they're so fucking bored that getting access to the library feels like getting access yeah. to like the world's best oxygen yeah, yeah. or like a, 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 a sex carnival club in Funny. Las Vegas <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah. <laughs> it'd be the equivalent of when you were like 17 getting inside the Las Vegas super fanny club <laughs> right but like yeah I was in this fucking truck like nobody's business and it was brilliant and they should bring them back shouldn't they yeah, I don't know if they still have them around here or not, but they should do. Mm. Totally, especially in the areas where you, you don't get um, the, the branch library. Because I used to work in Sunderland Central Library for a year. Did you? In about 2005 to uh, augment me writing income, which was pretty slender at the time. And it was a great job. It was really boring. My uh, wife was, was a librarian yeah, for, for years. She's a keen... And she's still very... Um, She's very like a, a she's a she beats the drum for libraries and librarians because she advocates. works in the old book game, didn't she? And she's yeah. uh, she's dead keen on the old library because she was quite passionate about. It. She did it for years throughout her teens, and she was like very passionate librarian, I which, mean, the, which the, sounds the, like a great name for a porno. One that I've tried to convince her to sort of kind of create with me, but no, no dice. The, uh, pas- the passionate yeah. librarian, library role player. I'm really. I've tried. I've spent years trying to convince her into library role play, but she's not having yeah. it because she says it panders to uh, negative and unhelpful librarian mm. stereotypes that she's trying to combat. I mean, I remember in, in the Sunderland Library there was two uh, li- li- lady librarians oh. when I was about fifteen who were very, very sexy indeed. Mm. <laughs> I used to go in and I was like, kind of, oh, can I get these books out, please? Well, fucking. Uh, Red in the face, and you know, getting all discombobulated. That was fun. But um, yeah, I mean, the library in Shiny Row where I grew up, which is now uh, what's it? now it's a fucking Heron Foods store, no. which breaks me heart. But you know, people have to wait, I guess. Yeah, um, that, you that can't was eat just a book, a, or can you? That was just an oasis of of just culture. Yeah. They used to feast on the books. They used to get out of there like all the time, and they used to do comic swaps as well. Oh, so that's you could good. go up and they'd have a box of like old copies of like Roy the Rovers or the Beano or stuff like that. Yeah, and you could take your old ones up and swap them, and just just it was just fucking amazing. I guess we've got the internet now, and everything's on there. Yeah, that's true. Including including footage of sexy librarians. Yeah, before the internet, it was like more essential, but still now, I mean. Uh, can't go back, can you? I was uh, some one thing that I feel that we've neglected to discuss. It hit me this morning in the shower, and I thought, why have we never gone over this in Top Light Time Machine? And sometimes, you know, they, you know, like your best ideas come to you in the shower. And I thought, yeah. I've got a shower system, right, mm. uh, for washing my body, and right. it's wash a, your body down. Yeah, I don't, I don't mix it up. I don't jazz wash in the shower. No. I am very efficient in the shower, and so I do the exact same system every day and have done for years. Yeah. Um, and I thought, well, I'm interested to know everyone's shower routine, right, in, in terms right. of the order that you wash your whole body. And I've got a rhyme about mine. 
It goes, mm-hmm. first I wash my face and neck. This is how I remember. First I wash my face yeah. and neck. Then my heart, then my armpits. Bloody mm-hmm. heck. Right? Right. Torso next, then legs and feet. Then mm-hmm. the perineum, where my balls and bumhole meet. Nice, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, wash, washing, uh, washing under my foreskin is lots of fun. And last mm. but not least, always my bum. And that is Very the cool. rhyme in which, yeah. uh, by which I remember. I had that. I've had that since childhood, and that's how I remember. <clears throat> Do we need this, to get Alex D to put that to music for us? I would love him to. A single. But I'm not trying Christmas to impose single. my system on other people because I think everyone's got their own system. I'm just telling you mine. Well, I like that system. It's a solid system. And to me, that feels like a hygienic system as well. Yeah, because you've got to go face and neck first. That's the important yeah, thing. Yeah, you don't want to wash your ass there, do your face straight afterwards. Yeah, and then it's like perineum slash balls. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the willy. Leave all that stuff till the then, end. Then the willy and very much the balls last. And very much the yeah. bum last. And once you've done the bum, lads, or ladies... Um, but let's be honest, men's bums are less hygienic than ladies, I would say. That's a fact, yeah. Then once you've done that, don't forget, and I haven't put it in the rhyme because I shouldn't have to, have another mm. little wash of your hands. Wash your hands, of course, obviously. Right. Every time before you touch your you, bum, wash your hands afterwards. Before you get out of the shower. I haven't included it in the rhyme. I don't feel as if I should have to, but I could write an extra line if, if it was a problem. Well, it's, Does, it's in the Cheeky Girls song, isn't it? We are the Cheeky Girls when they sing, touch my bum, then they sing, wash, wash your, your hands. hands. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Now, if you've got a different system, I'm totally, you know, I, I think my system's good. But like I mm. say, we're a broad church. We're not going to say that there's only one way to wash your body. Tell us your body washing system. I mean, I mean yeah, of course, if use... there's ladies, and I, this sounds perverted, and I'm not looking for this information because it sounds perverted, but of course, the, the women have got to factor in their boobs. Yeah. And their fannies. <laughs> exactly. And I don't know that I don't know, there's probably rules around those that I wouldn't even begin to understand. So you don't need well, to tell us those. Wife. No, what should, there's no way she'd tell me her shower routine. Right. Again, she'd be like, come on now, grow up. <laughs> but I have told her my rhyme. Come on, well, she, <laughs> Come on she, now, Sam. She knows, <laughs> she knows my routine because I sing it every morning, loud yeah, and proud in the shower. And yeah. I wash my face and neck, then my armpits, bloody heck. <laughs> Next, my torso, legs and feet, perineum where my balls and bum meet. Wash behind my foreskin is lots of fun. Last but not least, wash my bum. Very good. Jalapeño. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. 
LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Jalapeño. Do you use, um, do you use shower gel? Do you use a, a soap? Ordinarily a shower gel. Um, yeah. And you just have to use my hands. Yeah, you're just a self-cleaning man. <laughs> yeah, the hat. You know what they say? The hands are nature's sponges. Nature's sponges, yeah. Nature's flannels. Yeah. Yeah. I've got two flannels right here. Why am I going to spend money up John Lewis in the flannel section? Although yeah. the, the idea of going to John Lewis and saying, excuse me, sir, yeah, uh, you at this section. Can you talk me through what the best flannels are in order? Start Actually, start from the fifth best one and work your way up to the best. Yeah. Like top of the pops. Yeah. Countdown. As I've talked about before, I love I love to do that in John Lewis, and the more obscure the product range, the mm. better. Then flannel sounds like a good one. Amazon I'm cheap. thinking of buying a new flannel, uh, but I really am not sure how much I want to commit. Can you talk me through my options? I saw um, I saw on Twitter the other day someone did a little Twitter poll, and it was just a simple yes no, and mm. it was uh, when you were a kid <clears throat> and you were in the bath, did you used to suck the flannel? <laughs> um yeah i think i probably did yeah i, I yeah, definitely used to i, did. I used yeah. to turn around on my front to pretend i was swimming obviously yeah right so because like swimming was a real treat you didn't often get swimming there was less swimming pools yeah. in the 80s than there are now so you think right i'll pretend to have a little swim and you're in mm. bath all the time so we didn't have showers you just had one of them mm. rubber things attachments to the taps to wash your hair with, right? Yeah. So I'd turn around on my front and pretend to swim. And while I was doing that, sometimes I'd just like lower my chin, open my mouth a mm. little bit, just let a little bit of bath water go in my mouth, then spit yeah. it out again. Squirt it out. Disgusting, yeah. really. But well, like I, I say, it was really the 80s. It, yeah. It's the 80s. You know, what, what are you going to do? So I think yeah, I I did used to suck the flannel. I used to suck the sponge as well. Um, <laughs> you're a su- you're I'd, a sponge sucker. I was orally fixated, mate. Mm. And um, sometimes I'd bite little sections out of the sponge as well because yeah, I did it was like a cake. Mm, yeah, cakey sponge. It was it would probably making um, you think because it was yellow. I'm guessing your sponge was probably yellow. Yeah, it, it probably reminds you of Goldie's birthday cake. Probably, yeah. <laughs> Oh God! Lovely yellow birthday cake covered in bovril-flavored margarine. Mm. And he used to have he used to have me action men in the bath in the as bath. well. Yeah, that was a play, good bath, play, bath time toy. Playing yeah. aqua soldiers. Yeah, but yeah, I take their clothes off first, otherwise their clothes would get wet and they take ages to dry. So yeah, be, they'd be naked in the bath men. with you. A, a muscular, yeah. a muscular soldier swimming yeah. around in the bath with you naked. Yeah, totally normal. But, uh, yeah, Did you ever times. have a scuba action man? 
Um, yeah, with the diving helmet. Yeah. Yeah, I did, yeah. Oh, I had yeah. one with a beard as well, bearded action man. Yeah, well, one of my Looks earliest like memories Potter. is one of my brothers, I, I shouldn't mention him, all right, it was Dom, who, <laughs> who fucking arranged a hijack of another kid on the estate who had a bearded action man. Fucking hell. To steal it from what? him. And I got, yeah, and it's one of my earliest style. memories because I was like really young, way too young to be involved in a robbery. And they and they, he said, right, you're coming along on this job. <laughs> you've got a job plan <laughs> and you've got to learn and you're coming along. Like to learn. Yeah, yeah, I can barely walk. You're coming. You're mainly there in a watching capacity. Just observe and learn as we jump out on this kid in some wasteland and nick his, beard, his bearded action Shit. man off him. Really out of order. But another thing involving him and an action man, which I'm sure I've told before, is that my, when my brothers were looking after me once, because my mum was at work and I was ill, and so they'd argue about who got to stay home from school to look after me mm. if I was ill. And in the end, my mum, it was just like, it was they were like me- mental. And so like she'd just go, oh, fucking both stay home then, because she couldn't take a day off work, right? So they both stayed home, but they, of course they wouldn't look after me at all. They'd just fuck around and be cunts. Mm. And they had a fucking gat gun. You know gat gun that fires pellets via a sort of a yeah. pneumatic process? Yeah. And uh, Cass, like they were fighting over this gun, and I think it was Cass was chasing Dom and shooting at him. He'd already shot Pancho from the flats with it, shot him in the fucking side of the head. Fuck. No wonder he lost his nut, right? And uh, he shot, he accidentally, while shooting at Dom, he shot the fucking light switch. The light switch blew like, like that. And there was a black patch on the wall. And they shat themselves and they convinced me to tell my mum that it was me who'd done it. And I said, but I can't, I don't have access to a gun. She wouldn't believe that. And they said, tell her you did it with a hammer. So she came home and she said, what the fuck has happened to this light switch? And I went, sorry, mum, it was me. And she looked sceptical and she said, how did you do that? And I said, I smashed it with a hammer. And she just fucking, she knew that I'd been put up to it, right? Yeah. She later said, the reason I knew it was a lie, she told me like years later, the reason I knew it was a lie, she said, is that we didn't have a hammer. (laughs) (laughs) Right? But the way that my brothers convinced me to take the blame was that they told me I could choose any toy I wanted from the Argos catalogue and they would buy it for me, right? And right. I chose Scuba Diving Action Man. And hey. they never... And I took the blame. I didn't get in bad trouble because she knew it was a lie. But they never bought me the Action Man. And then oh, about 30 years later, I wrote this story in, in my book, Night of the Living Dad. And the following Christmas... Like when I'm, I guess, like 34 or something like that, my brother Cass bought me the scuba diver action man. Well, that's quite nice, that's isn't good. it? Good, that's a nice ending, but it shouldn't have took that long. It, it shouldn't, shouldn't have happened, that. it shouldn't have taken me fucking out in him in print to fucking scare yeah. him into reputational yeah. damage. That's so what was, scared him. It? Yeah. it wasn't about yeah. love or what was right. He was scared of reputational damage, and that's why he tried to pay me off. He probably got in touch with a low-level version of Max Clifford. Yeah, he would have done, yeah. All that kind of Some thing. sort of sleazy publicist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hello, sleazy publicist. <laughs> <laughs> How can I help? Oh, yeah, you stitched your brother up years ago, and now he's looking for revenge, is he? Don't he's worry. What? He's put it in a book. He's put Fuck! It, well, the first thing we can do... We speak to a lawyer and try and get the books pulped. 
The second thing we can do <laughs> is we can we can retaliate by damaging his reputation. Now, what kind of dirt have you got on him? What's that? He used to drink his own bath water. Well, it's pretty good, but I'm not sure we can yeah. get a splash in the news and the screws about that. What else you Everyone got? Everyone did that. <laughs> That's not news. I want something exceptional. What's that? He was nicknamed Fishcake. Yeah, that's not bad. <laughs> Why was he nicknamed that? Because he once ordered a fish cake in the local chippy. Yeah, he does. He sounds like a proper fucking Roland, to be honest. <laughs> it's a bit. It's a bit thin, though, to be honest. <laughs> We're going to need more. Now, are you adversely making things up <laughs> about? I don't know his financial dealings, or perhaps a history of racism, <laughs> sexual proclivities. <laughs> I've got a list here you can pick from if you like. Well, I don't know what to tell you. If you're not happy with me making up stuff about his sexual proclivities, then your only option is to pay the cut off. Why don't you just buy him the action man? I've got an Argos <laughs> catalogue here. They're going for twenty nine ninety nine. <laughs> It'll be cheaper in the long run. That plus my fees, which is five thousand pound and counting for the clip for this conversation, you'll be out clean as a whistle. He'll soon shut his mouth. <laughs> what did you do with the action man once you got it? Sleazy publicist. I don't know where it fucking is now. I think it might be up the storage, to be honest. I should get it out. Oh, right. Oh, you need to get up the storage with a fucking uh, deep dive head on somewhere, yeah, I think. deep dive my get storage. If you, can't, if you can't get it in a Rumpelstiltskin's attic, you have to go to the storage the, instead. The attic's much better than the storage, but the storage is worth a little pipe around, yeah. Yeah. I think there's about 500 copies of the CD-ROM magazine. Enter. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't knock it because you can drip feed them onto eBay now because they're highly in demand. Yeah, they are. Yeah, I could probably make a bit of fast Especially cash. issue two, which I couldn't find. Yeah, that's the Lisa Snowden one. I yeah. think issue three was never released, but it had Caprice on the cover. Now, if I can find that, whoa. Fucking hell, gold dust. Yeah. That's you retiring early. Yeah, it's like the Beatles <laughs> lost recordings, isn't it? It's like the stuff yeah. they keep unearthing in Prince's vault. Are you saying that Danny Baker's going to retire in June next year? Legend. He's he's 66, I think, or something. He's going to retire from everything. He's doing another run of live shows yeah. around the country. And then he says, that's it. His podcast that he's built up over the last few years, which is going really well, apparently. He's finishing that. He says, I'm going to do fucking nothing. Well, he says Not that, th- but... But mm. wait and see, because the thing is, the, the you know the atten- the atten- attention of the British public can be addictive. Yeah, well, he says he's not bothered. I believe him. Wow. He says he's, he's packing it in. And you know how he's going to fund his retirement? Yeah. Selling his record collection. Oh, that's a good idea. Which is going to be worth, got to be worth tens and tens of thousands. Uh, you're semi-retired, aren't you? Well, I think I am. Yeah. Yeah. I declared myself semi-retired for my fiftieth birthday. Yeah, I mean, how's well, that you can going? Come out of that if you have to. It you seems. Come out of it. it seems nice. It's not I, bad. Since you semi-retired, I've noticed you've just seemed more relaxed, happier. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I keep finding things I have to do though, which kind yeah, of get well, in the way a little that's bit. That's the semi bit, mate. And then you realise that you're not. You're not actually. You know, there's. Admin and things to do. Yeah, there's admin. That's why you're semi-retired, not full-retired. And I tell you what, as well, even once you're retired, there's still admin to do because you still have to have your affairs. The only way you can completely... There's one level above retired, and that's going off-grid. 
Yeah. Only once you're off grid can you avoid all admin. I don't know what that means. People keep saying that, that they're going to go off grid. You just and gonna, you disappear. The good so life. It's the government don't know you exist. Do you see what mm. I mean? You you have to make sure that the government... Right. You're not on an electoral register. You've got to fake your death. Yeah, fake your death. That's the first thing. Right. Um, you can take an identity off of a gravestone. Usually a Victorian child a Victorian that died boy. straight yeah. after birth or something John like John Jones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I was watching a thing in Victorian times the other day. It's called Enola Holmes, which is about Sherlock Holmes' sister. And right. there's two films, and they star her from Stranger Things, right? Mm-hmm. So my my daughter, my son, you know, kids just love Stranger anything to do with Stranger Things, don't they? So they watched it. I wasn't that into it, but I did think while I was watching it that sort of anything in Victorian times is really funny, isn't it? Like right. literally anything <laughs> in Victorian times is funny. Yeah. Victorian times were the best, most funny, bantankerous times. In a way. Right. Well, because, like, everyone... One thing is, right, is that everyone was a cunt in Victorian times. Like, <laughs> any story about Victorian times, whether it's fucking yeah. Sherlock Holmes, Dickens, whatever it is, right, it's always just about the fact that everyone's a cunt. And that yeah. you, there might be, like, one nice person, right? But usually it's about a kid, right, and everyone is being an absolute fucking cunt to this kid, right? Yeah, like David Copperfield. They've got all of Dickens' ones are just Dickens' books. If you haven't read them all yet, kids, don't worry because I'll t- I'll give you a summary of all of them. It's basically every, there's a kid and everyone is a cunt to him, right? <laughs> his parents are a cunt to him. His teachers are a cunt to him. He inevitably ends up in a fucking workhouse and everyone's a total cunt to him. Then, yeah, the men of the clergy are cunts to him. Everyone was a cunt in Victorian times. They were fucking whacking you with sticks. They were, like, shouting at you. There was loads of really aggressive cockneys everywhere in Victorian times. Oi, what do you think you're doing? Gertrude, or I'll cage you up with me dogs. Like, mad it, shit like that. It, and it was all passed down, wasn't it? There was, like, uh, a system. So the people at the top, the clergy, the bosses, they're all cunts. Yeah. And they're all cunts to their workers. And then their workers are just cunts to their kids. Yeah, yeah. The kids got the, the worst the of it. the kids are the at the bottom. Apart from, yeah. I think, dogs got quite a bad time as well. Dogs, yeah. Yeah. Everyone was a cunt to the dogs. People yeah, were cunts dogs, dogs everywhere. But kids, it was just like, people hated kids. And mm. they just fucking battered them, shouted at them, enslaved them. Like, it was just a nightmare being a kid in Victorian times. Fucking hell, yeah. Victorian times were fucking mad. And the mad thing is, Queen Victoria only died in about 1901, 1902. That doesn't seem that long ago to me now. Mm. So we're still recovering from the shared collective trauma of of the Victorian age. You are? You're blaming her for it. She she wasn't passing it down. Well, she was quite a big figure, wasn't she? Hmm. I don't think she... To be honest, I don't think she was that fucking stable or sane. No. She wasn't. I mean, there's loads of mad stories about her, isn't there? Well, she's knocking knock around with Billy Connolly, wasn't she? You have to, yeah, exactly. Her. I mean, fuck's sake. Get your act together, Queen Victoria. And just yeah. building non-stop mad shit all over London in tribute to her dead husband. Like, non-stop. <coughs> yeah. 
at least Queen Elizabeth, this Queen Victoria history box. Queen Elizabeth died quite quickly after Prince Philip, which was a relief in some ways because it's like, For if not, us. imagine if she'd got on one of those binges like Queen Victoria did, and suddenly everywhere you look, yeah. there's another fucking statue of Philip or a bridge about Philip or yeah. a fucking palace of Philip. Fuck that. And she was too old. She couldn't be asked, could she? Nah, she was like, Queen, check it out. See your cunts. Yeah, fuck this. Yeah, I'm going to be with him for, in heaven. Because that son of mine is a fucking weirdo. Goodbye. Type. Dead. But you know what? <laughs> Time to give him a go. It's inevitable. Get on have, with it. Have you seen the state of that cunt's hands? Don't blame me for them. I don't know where they came from. My, <laughs> look at my hands. Dead elegant. So why has he got hands like that? Think on. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> too much wanking that's what our doctor used to say but I covered that <laughs> hush hush that up because I didn't think that it would go down well in the press but the doctor said he's been touching his winky too much and that's why his fingers are gone funny <laughs> we call that in the trade wank hand <laughs> and I said doc you may be right but I would rather sweep this under the carpet and I guess given the, the reputation that Lord had acquired over the years, I guess it's kind of inevitable and fitting to end the Lord of Deep Dive with the words wank hand. <laughs> so uh, we'll we'll finish it there. We'll start on something new next week. Because we haven't, to be honest, we haven't looked at Lord at all this time. No, but um, we have talked about your system in the shower. So get yeah. in touch if you have a rhyme or a system or anything we need to know about. Um, get in touch. I think it's good that um, guys share this sort of information. Ladies, guys, you yeah. don't need to tell us. I regret bringing that yeah. up early because it sounds like I want to know what you're doing in the shower. I do not. That's not my business. Mm. But guys, I do mm. want to know what you do in the shower because I think it's important that we all share this information. Definitely. Sharing is caring. So we don't feel it? alone. Do you know what I mean? Or ashamed. That's right. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening, guys. And, uh, <laughs> and remember, tune in guys, again soon. Remember yeah? to check the old balls for lumps. It only takes a few seconds, but hey, could save your life. <laughs> and gals, don't forget to check the old tits as well. <laughs> Just okay, takes a few seconds. Or you can take, depends on the size of your tits, could take longer than a few seconds. But either way, could save <laughs> you your know life. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay, then, guys and gals, thanks for listening and goodbye. <laughs> to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.